Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlewy.net for further information. How's it going everyone? Mark here from the Build Up Podcast. This week's show is absolutely jam-packed between our rugby coverage, our football coverage, our NFL coverage and of course GEA. We got the old gang back together, the three-man weave crew. Morris Brosnan was in studio to preview what he thinks is the biggest Sunday in club GEA this season. We're about to play that full chat for you, to you right now, but if you want to listen to the full show, search the Build Up on Balls.ie podcast on all good podcast apps or indeed take a look through the Balls.ie podcast feed. Morris Brosnan. Welcome back into the studio. I feel like uh, this is like a reunion show. It's been so long since the three of us sat in a podcast room together talking about GEA. I missed it. Yeah, it's funny. It's part, and it, uh, like, it is weird because it's also kind of the most enjoyable part of the year in a way. Like the, I don't know about you, but like last weekend, because there's, there's so many games, there's a bang of like red zone off it, you know, where it's like there's so many games, so many scores coming in that you're kind of pulled like t- nine different ways following different narratives. Yeah, I always say that we're like, People will analyse what was the football year or the hurling year like at the end of the Intercounty Championship, you know, the Sunday game wrap-up thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't decide whether it's been a good year for hurling or a good year for football based on the All-Ireland Intercounty Championship. Like, the majority of activity is only starting to properly happen right now. (laughs) So, like, like, there's people at games and they could not give a toss about what's happening in the inter-county season. You know, this is what the real passion's about. You're seeing it up and down the country. You're seeing it in the photos and the articles we have up on site. And you maintain, Morris, it is your uh, it is your contention and also the, the, the task of this segment to get us hyped. You maintain that this is the biggest Sunday in the GA club calendar this year. Um... Yeah, yes and no, right? It is. <laughs> oh yeah, you're backing down now. <laughs> it, it is and it isn't. It is because, like, you've got a lot... The, the reason that this weekend is kind of interesting is because you've got a lot of powerhouses kind of looking to consolidate their legacy. So, like, in Galway, for example, you've got Cara Finn, who are actually, like, on the cusp of seven in a row, like, one of the greatest club teams of all time. Um, interestingly enough, playing against Shroom Stars, who... Shroom Stars going for the first county final win since, I think, 1994... Last year, they nearly got relegated. Jaff Allen took them over, basically saves them. Like, they looked like they were destined to go into the immediate. This year, Tommy Curtin, who also played with Galway as a cornerback, uh, has come on and he's playing with Carfin. Uh, he, he took over Carfin as manager this year. Mm. I think they only lost one league game out of 15. They're now uh, into a county final against Carfin, looking for their first county final, as I said, since 1994. In 1994, they actually bet Carfin with a last minute point by an 18 year old called Tommy Curtin. So he's back <laughs> as manager now. Uh, oh, what a, what a narrative. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got Kula obviously going up against Bridgets that, like, so all these games are going to be heavily one side across McGlenn and Armagh same thing yeah. again going for the thing but there is still other games kind of outside of that That, but, like, I think the uh, the TG Carr game on Sunday is Kula now Kula like, is the, the third game I think yeah um, the live game is Guidor so is yeah. it yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think Guidor's so yeah game. But it, it is interesting because even the even those one-sided games, for example, I'm really looking forward to seeing Kula because every story I've had from them, every report that I've seen of their quarterfinal, semifinal, etc., was like, oh, this is their showing the form of two years ago when they won the All-Ireland. And don't be surprised to see them again in Crow Park uh, whenever the All-Ireland <laughs> final is on these days. It's, it's January, yeah. No, January, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, like there, there is, that's Corfid, the same thing. You want to see, are they still firing on all cylinders like the way they were in March you know yeah exactly but, and then you have what you're going to talk about which is the actual clashes of you know 
well, could yeah. go either way exactly yeah and so that's what I've done actually so this basically is a treble it's coming out just under 6 to 1 again looking ahead to this weekend yeah. um, it, it's a couple of different small things within this right to, so, like, there's a lot of replays this weekend which I like I, I, this is like a psychology of a replay that we talked about when we talked about the Dublin Kerry game about like what it means when you've kind of you've had your chance basically is what I'm like I, I you don't want to be disparaging, but like you're talking about an underdog who's had their chance and maybe has let it slip, which certainly in two of these circumstances they actually have, and come back and around here. So, um, and then the third one is actually looking at an underdog. That's the Galway uh, intermediate final. But firstly, I picked out Scotstown in the Monaghan final. Yeah, like Scotstown have a weird year in that they're only here because they won a penalty shootout against Drew Gales, <laughs> uh, which Roy Began ended up scoring the winner. But they also have the two Hugheses who are back fit, which is massive, really. Um, so their price like again 2-5 to five against Conor Brett I think there's enough in that that given the run in Ulster last year they were pretty sore about that as well the only problem is that they are coming up against uh, you know we talked last week about watching I watched Clontarf play last week on Dublin TV and Clontarf were playing Kilmacud and for 30, uh, 30 minutes right up to half time Clontarf were probably just about better like they're a point ahead uh, start the second half Paul Manning comes on kicks two points Kilmacud are a point up Clontarf are still very much in it, but you bring on your county star. Then Clontarf get a straight red card. Jack McCaffrey comes off, and they don't score again for the half. Mm. So, like the difference in my point anyway is that, at particularly at club level, the difference like high quality in county stars is tenfold compared to like you see. Manion actually finished with not four uh, four points after coming off the bench. Uh, after Jack McCaffrey went off, they couldn't get any sort of like he was. He'd been really frustrating in that he was playing as kind of a like nearly like a Keenan Sullivan role like really really effective covering that six channel but also kind of distributing the ball really cleverly and then suddenly like Shane Horn had been well marshaled by Shane Walsh but he started to get a bit more like runway down the middle so anyway Clontibbert have a, a very special player <laughs> in, that, in that ilk in Conor McManus yeah so that's your only kind of I suppose caveat when you're looking at that London lads yeah just on, just on that though Scottstown as well like the Monaghan Championship is interesting in a way in that there's really always one of three teams can win it. You'll, that's where you sell it. It's like it's Scotstown, Bally Bay or Clontibbert every year. But really, it's Scotstown every year. That's why. <laughs> like Bally Bay have been there, so clo- have been close a lot, a lot. Clontibbert lost to Bally Bay again in the semi-final last year. So Scotstown are a power. They're, they're one of them teams that should have won an Ulster Championship at this stage, especially when Matty McLean was over them. They had really good chances last year as well with Gridor. Obviously, they came close. Um, but it's one of those, I think that they're looking beyond the Monaghan Championship at this stage. They're really probably our target in an Ulster Championship. So they're the first in the treble. They are, Two yeah. Five. Ulster, like, we all just talk about Ulster as a county. Ulster club looks out to be a cracker this year. Like, you've Guidor coming back looking 10 for again, obviously playing this weekend. Um, Cross McGlenn again this weekend. Like, the, and then I know, Mark, I know you've got a pretty big game yourself as well. So <laughs> it's all the powerhouses out this weekend. We'll move on. London, <laughs> Who right? Who are you playing? <laughs> We're playing Bright. That's this is now the Ulster Junior Championship. Yeah. But, uh, Bright. Bright from County Down. Um, all levels matter here. I've picked an intermediate game here as well. So uh-huh. don't, uh, don't write that off. The second one here, lads, is Tricconnell Gales in the London County Final playing against Fulham Irish, looking to retain their title. Paul Coggins over them, friend of the show, Liam Gavigan, uh, starring for them this year. The only downside is that uh, Killian Brennan, who we would have all seen, Killian Brennan was the London footballer. Remember when London ran Galway really, really close in the opening yep. round of the Connacht this year? He was the small blondie fella who was tearing Galway a new one. And he can't play he's not sanctioned to play because he took what it sounds like was an unauthorized transfer to the US and isn't so he's missing which might hurt 
Drew Collingales. But I do think that this week London have named a new manager. You've got uh, a London-born manager now, a London-born captain in uh, Liam as well. Yeah, I think that there's enough kind of those positive eyes on Tricolnagales that they'll get over this so one he, as well. Gavigan's a Tricolnagales. He is, yeah. He's heavily involved there actually as well. So he's talked to us in the past about trying to use capitalise on his position as London captain to try and get London one players playing with the club kind of come up throughout the ages um, a really interesting guy guy who's working in the tram line so he works night shifts so basically gets up goes to training goes to work this kind of it was his routine when he's playing with London obviously has to do something pretty similar when he's playing with his club as well um, so that's so yeah that's five and six and interestingly you mentioned also junior championship whoever wins it faces the London champions in the all Ireland series <laughs> so uh, you're keeping, keeping a keen eye on keeping that one keeping a close eye on that one <laughs> finally uh, Galway so Galway have got a count, very one-sided county final this weekend but they've also got a replay of the intermediate final um, and there's, like, there's a couple of really interesting things about this game that I think people from the outside will be very interested the one is that Michal Brannox got relegated from the Galway Championship last year so I'm going for Michal Brannox here against Uchtarard in the Galway intermediate final so Michal Brannox are actually underdogs they're 11-8 to eight. but like, remember when I was talking about the psychology of replays like is uh, this, maybe I'll ask you what you think of this. Frank Doherty is over uh, Michal Brannox, a guy who's really experienced at this level. He actually, the, that brilliant Calter team in was 2005, Fra- Frank was over them as well at the time. Um, they were relegated from intermediate to, from senior to intermediate last year and now coming, to back, coming back up. But while they're coming back up, remember the really horrible injury that Finchino Karin got last year? He broke his leg, missed a lot of action with Galway, came back. We saw him play with the Galway this year. He's back. Sean Denver is suddenly back playing kind of his best football of all time they were two points up coming into the in the intermediate final then it was a point referee awarded a penalty to Uchtarard Uchtarard didn't score the penalty decided to take the point went so settled the penalty was then over, overturned after talking to an umpire became a free Uchtarard converted to free they've got uh, and speaking of friends of the show they've got and uh, Tierney, who we spoke to last year, the Sigerson Cup footballer, whose younger brother Matthew is also a Galway under twenty. So they're basically relying on two Tierney's forwards to kind. Of, Uchtarard are a very young team, but I think that there's more like talking about psychology. Uchtarard are an up and coming team, whereas Mihal Brannox need to get back to the senior now. So I think yeah. there's more in it for Brannox in that game. They're eleven to eight. Interesting enough, even though this is a replay of a intercounty final, that in total comes out to five point one to one as a treble. That's it's not bad. No. Yeah. I like it. And you've got me suitably hyped for these matches. There are a lot to pay attention to. Like, there's, there's so many games happening. I'm just looking through just the football alone. Like even in the Ulster uh, Senior Championship that we mentioned, uh, that the likes of Scottstown and, and these that were, you know, Guidor, obviously, if they can get through Donegal, they're playing a massive county final this weekend where they weren't even favourites against Kilcar in the semi-final <laughs> despite the fact that they're Ulster champions so they've got a definite chip on their shoulder but in the preliminary round of the Ulster Championship Cargan against Tony, Derry Gonley neither of these are going to win the Ulster Championship but they're interesting backstories because Derry Gonley have been utterly dominant in Fermanagh Cargan have come through perhaps the most exciting county championship I've seen so far this year in terms of Antrim every game that them and Lamb Darragh were involved in seemed to be a, an absolute humdinger Cargan uh, are actually favourites 8-13 but Derry Gonley Derry Gonley were lucky not to get to a Ulster final two years ago and they're 7-4 to four against them so I think there the, the could be value there in Derry Gonley but it, 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 I don't know I, would, I wouldn't know enough about both teams at the minute to, to give a prediction on it but it's definitely one that you should keep an eye on that it is also like, it, like without getting it, this is a conversation 
we don't really want to get too much but it does strike me as being very unfair that a week after Carrigan won the county title that they're out again I know you mentioned that they're, they're favourites yeah. they, like the amount of games that they had to play just purely to get through the, their own county yeah, championship yeah took a replay in the final the, of the Antrim championship as well so that for that to be to be back out kind of seven days after I think is, pro- is, is really unfair actually but again yeah. that's a it's definitely conversation <laughs> exactly it's something that happens in all uh, provincial championships you'll see it a lot throughout the throughout the year there's a lot of Hurling County finals on this week as well um, just a couple of the highlights um, Morris mentioned Kula against Bridgets in Dublin earlier Bally Hale like the awful few weeks that they've had TJ was on unbelievable form they're playing in Lachlan Gales they're obviously all Ireland champions and heavy heavy favourites to win that but there are some other interesting games as well in Offaly Burr in their first county final in a long time and they're enjoying somewhat of a rebirth the most famous club obviously and like you know all Ireland champions and they're playing against St. Rhinus that's one to definitely keep an eye on and most interesting I think um, Emma Killy and Glen Rovers are playing in the, the Cork County can final can you get over the price that was the, I was going to mention that can you get over the, Glen Rovers are 7-2 to in yeah 4-1 to one on Adbrooks actually at the moment even they maybe even got out since yeah. against Emma Killy 5-1 like that's Patrick Horgan's team obviously Glen Rovers and champions from two years ago and three years ago you know Emma Killy obviously won it last year and they're a, they're a kind of a a, a what, what would you call them like a divisional side like you know from um exactly yeah and they were pretty dominant i remember in in and they have been so far in in the cork championship but you know i definitely wouldn't rule out any club team with patrick horgan in it and it's not like i mean they've got more than that they've got stevie mcdonald they've got like some good players all the way through the glenn team like you know but yeah that, i think that actually that game could reinforce the the thing about the importance of intercounty like patrick horgan is a guy who basically carried court by himself against Kilkenny like I don't think it's unfair to say that and uh, if he can do that at an inter-county game against an Ireland finalist can you yeah. imagine what he could do in a Cork County final uh, I, I think just while, while you're on it they're like they're those kind of heavyweight clashes like Saturday night for example uh, you've got Dingle playing East Kerry and like people look at that and say that could be like, one to tune into an RT but like Dingle Paul Ganey versus East Kerry, David Clifford, that's the shootout. Like you're watching two players that you're used to seeing link up together, go at it, kind of try to outdo each other. Like that's what I think is the best part about club football. That's exactly what I was going to say. And like like what I was going to say about Emma Killy and Glen Rovers is that like even if it isn't, you know, if you're in Cork and you're thinking, will I go to this? And it's like, it's Seamus Harnley versus Patrick (laughs) Morgan. Like I just think that's class. Clifford versus uh, Ganey, exactly the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? There's just something cool about this, playing at their kind of more elementary level than we're used to seeing them on TV every week. On the topic of Glen Rovers, Glen are also playing in the Derry Football Championship final this weekend against Mahara Felt. If you want to go for a Glen double on Labrooks, it comes in. Felt, as a Mahara Felt, as a Mahara Felt, it comes in at almost. <laughs> it comes in at almost seven. That's a that's an old Apre match Martin is, King yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, comes no, in at almost right. seven to one for a double if you wanted Len double for the crack. Um, but Morris, we are completely out of time. We've gotten so bogged down and so there's so much GA going on. I'm suitably hyped now. There's so many games. We do need a red zone or a, a GA Sunday or something. A version to, of it, yeah. Yeah, to be going through all the live scores. Uh, thank you very much for coming in. Um, anybody who's having a bet on any of these games, be sure to gamble responsibly and visit dunlouis.net for more information. But now it is time, Mick, for me and you to finally put together our big shout. 